Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. A lot of good wrestling, a little bit not so good, not so much bad, and a little bit of hilarious wrestling for a change. So to kind of get it going with the news, here's Johnny. All right. I have a few things this week. WWE has announced that they may do something different for SummerSlam just because Vince is tired of having his pay-per-views at the Performance Center and they're looking at uh, possibly doing the show on, on, a, on a boat of some kind which I, I don't know how possible that is considering that oh. Considering that uh, you can't go on a cruise right now. That's just, um, just Don uh, Jericho's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, I mean, that was a different, those are different times. But well, I know, but still. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, so, and they've, well, I've, I've talked before about how uh, they've uh, added another show to the to the network on August 30th, the week after SummerSlam. Uh, at, at first, we were speculating that it was going to be Evolution 2, uh, Women's Pay-Per-View, but no, that's not going to be it. It's actually going to be, be a second pay-per-view, Payback. Uh, how that's going to work, I don't know, because you, you're, you only get a one-week build to this pay-per-view, unless I start making matches to that one before SummerSlam. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. See how that's going to work. Uh, also, uh, Freddie and I, we discussed this earlier in the week, you know, what would happen? Because right now, Florida has the most cases of coronavirus anywhere in the country. What would happen if they just said, okay, if we can shut everything down, no wrestling? Uh, well, they have a plan for that. Actually, they'll take the shows up to the corporate headquarters in Connecticut. And, and just like because uh, that's where they have the uh, the film the Firefly Funhouse match and the uh, Money in the Bank. The only problem with that with that is they wouldn't be able to have the NXT trainees uh, be fans, so we would go back to no fans. But fortunately, the governor of Florida is a Republican, so they're going to shut down. Yeah, and even if they were to try and shut down, I mean, with something we watched last night, it brings up a possibility that I never really thought of because I know some of these wrestlers have rings on their properties for different reasons. You know, Edge had it to kind of stay fresh and kind of get back into yeah. his old ways when he was making his return. Uh, the, Hardy, the Hardys have one. Yeah. 
Um, he one. Or he did. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still has it, let's be honest. So, <laughs> with, with multiple people, multiple superstars having wrestling rings on their properties, I don't think it would be that difficult for some people to show up at certain times, different times of the day or different times of the week and just record on their properties. Yeah. I, I think the undertaker of the ring too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, Vince has a governor DeSantis by the balls. So <laughs> I don't think WWE is going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, the point is, if you, they you stay say, open, that means AEW stays open because they're in Florida as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even Boy. though Tony Khan's probably not friends with DeSantis, but <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think Tony Khan plays for the the, the other public political team. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying they're both in Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. But no matter how much Vince is friends with him, uh, money always talks. And we damn well know that Tony Khan has a lot of money. So, yeah. I mean, that could also work in his favor. So, yeah. Speaking of money, uh, second quarter earnings came out this week for WWE, and I, I don't have the exact numbers, but WWE actually managed to make a profit during during the pandemic. Uh, they they made made a profit of four, uh, over forty three million, which was said that would be enough that they could have kept all the wrestlers that they let go back in the April. And uh, like we said before, they just they, they just did that so they could make themselves more money. But uh, they're they're saving costs right now, even though they they don't have a they're not having house shows or pyro. <clears throat> they're saving because uh, uh, well, they're they're only taping they're taping their shows two days for for a two period. So they're only having to work two days every fourteen days, and also the they've also gotten uh, they got the payout from uh, Super, Super Showdown in February. And speaking of Super Showdown, Vince has quoted saying that that it, during that investors call that there will. There will be another Saudi show this year in November. If, if it's going to happen, I don't think so. But Vince thinks it is. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see that, about that. yeah, that that scares me for various different reasons. I mean, the travel and so many people going, that's definitely not safe. So no. that's that's scare number one. And scare number two I touched on a couple of weeks ago. Um, no more karaoke, please. That's all I'm going to say. 
Yeah. It scares me that they're going over there. <laughs> and as of right now, uh, uh, events for next year are starting to be affected. Uh, right now, uh, there is no no set uh, location or, or date for the Rumble in January, which by this time every year they're, they're, they always come out with the location and and they start selling ticket packages, you know. But you know, with the world we live in, it, it's uncertain. So, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Hopefully, things will be a little better by then. Uh, I think um, once they come out with vaccine, which should be something in the the late fall or, or early next year, uh, things will. Hopefully, start to get back to normal. About the vaccine, I heard at the latest it's probably October when they'll have it. So I'm hoping because I love yeah. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that's the focus. <laughs> that, that's that's one thing. You know, that's one thing that no one's discussed yet. How's Halloween going to work this year? I have no clue. Or nurses with masks on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of doctors. There's yeah. going to be a lot of sexy nurses. Uh, <laughs> sexy COVID victims. I don't know how you make that work, but fuck it. <laughs> That's a possibility. And there is a there is a Mexican restaurant now called Coronavirus. Yeah, he made his debut this week, I believe. Yeah, in Mexico, in a, uh, I think think they call it a COVID nineteen tournament or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and this guy actually wears a mask with the spike. It's just like the actual coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of Which, funny. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it, mean, is. it is. It is. Go I, look I, him up. Johnny's the one that brought him up to me and showed me what he looks like, and I felt bad for laughing, but at the same time, I didn't because it was just hilarious. So, I, I'm surprised it took this long for someone to make that happen. Yeah. And in, in AEW news, uh, Eddie Kingston has officially signed with AEW. Uh, no word yet on on Matt Cardona, but um, I'm, I'm sure if he, if he hasn't signed yet, it, it it's coming. Yeah, and, I would think that's definitely that's, coming soon. Yeah. If it hasn't already, yeah. And and that's which uh, uh, one real quick we'll touch on it. But what we saw last night, he was actually scheduled to appear, but they said due to contractual obligations, he wasn't able to. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that, he was that... replaced by spoil, spoilers. Spoilers, he was replaced by Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
I, I love Hornswoggle and the whole story they did with him in WWE, but he was looking a little rough last night. That, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. A few of them did. Uh, yeah. So I know D-Lo, D-Lo probably gained got 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it has to be a combination of them not some some of the people that showed up not having worked in a while. Plus they filmed over three days. It took three days to film what they had to film. So I have a feeling there was a lot of partying going on. Yeah. And yeah, because of because of because of social distancing, you know, they they didn't have that many people around that one that we know of <laughs> yeah but i have a feeling there was a little bit of partying going on definitely a lot of day drinking because it was yeah. 14 hour 14 hours that they did a recording per day so yeah it, it was probably just one big party and i don't mind it <laughs> I kind of wish somehow we were to be able to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully next year they'll have they'll have another another pay per view and things will be different. I will pay whatever I need to pay to be on that property. Yeah, and I promise to behave <laughs> as 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 much as I can. Because for something like that, you want to be as coherent as you can. During the day, yes. <laughs> but once the party hits at night, that no promises once that happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my own tent to sleep outside. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, but, I, I got a four-man tent. We're good. <laughs> all right. All right. That works for me. <laughs> Yeah, but definitely some funny stuff and some serious stuff that happened throughout the week. So to kind of get it going, I'm going to go with Johnny and see what he liked about Raw on Monday. Oh, fuck. I believe he. <laughs> okay, he 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 went robot a couple of times on us, so I was kind of hoping this didn't happen, but Johnny seems to have frozen again. So while he comes back, I'm gonna go with Drew and see what his favorite moment of Raw was. Oh, uh, Lord! He logged out. Yeah, it kicked him out. <laughs> The, my favorite moment was actually the triple threat tag team match for the number one contender for the Street Profits with Cedric and Ricochet, the Viking Raiders, and Garza and Andrade. And the funniest part were the Street Profits waking up and decided they wanted to do ring announcing today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it seems that everybody wants to do ring announcing nowadays. It was a great match. Mostly Ricochet, Cedric, and the Raiders back and forth, back and forth. But at the in the end, the guards and Andrade snuck in for the win. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, really good match. And the fact that Angel Garza and Andrade played it safe. They did a couple of things here and there, but they pretty much played it safe and came in at the end opportunist for the wins. That's how we do it. I mean, <laughs> we saw it a lot with Eddie Guerrero, the lion cheating and stealing. So, yeah, I could see why they did this here. But um, it's inter- I'm interested to see what happens because the detention that there was between both of them and they seem to be back on the same page. So, yeah, I just want to see where that's going. And I think this would be the perfect time to put the tag titles on it because as much as the street profits are fun, um, they really haven't done much with them. Yeah, they've had them too long and they hadn't defended them enough. Yeah. This is all like their what third? This will be like their third defense, and two twice it's been against the Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wish this this had been a better run for the Street Profits, but unfortunately, it hasn't been. So yeah, I think it's time to put it on someone else and actually do something better with it. So I, I'm thinking Angel Garza. And Andrade are definitely going to get the win here. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and Zelina I, looking especially nice, too. Can't, can't, oh yeah. can't talk about the, that without talking about <laughs> Zelina and that yeah. damn outfit she wore. Yeah. She always comes out looking really nice. But some some weeks, it's just like, the damn factor. It's, a, it's yes. like how how can you look so different and so much better? It, I don't know. I, it, it just has me mesmerized every time she comes out. So, yeah, I mean, here in this show, we are very jealous, but happy for Alistair because. He really has himself a winner, so in, in more in more ways than once. Because outside of the podcast, we've talked about this a couple of times, and I'm going to go ahead and say it on here since we're turning over a new leaf, like we said last week. Uh, you know, Selena's a freak. <laughs> she gonna do some shit she that. Is. That is out of the ordinary for most females. So, yeah, just very jealous of Alistair for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was a pretty good moment. Um, Definitely my moment of the week, I have to go with Dominic Mysterio confronting Seth Rollins. (laughs) 
because even though he's so new to this scene, um, you'd have to think that being trained by Rey Mysterio and probably some help with friends of his along the way, um, and probably Dominic being trained ever since he's been about, I would say six is a good age, six to seven. So he's probably been trained all his life and is very comfortable in being on camera and in the ring. So all this shit he's doing and confronting Seth and not being afraid to get in there and mix it up, it, it's looking real good for Dominic. So I wouldn't be surprised if they book his first match his first pay-per-view match against Seth Rollins. That's what I would like to see since they're pushing this angle quite a bit. But you want to start with Seth for, for a pay-per-view. Yes. I know, but I was thinking the other guy, Murphy, then do Seth the next time. Yeah. Then we get two pay-per-views out of the (laughs) storyline. I'm thinking you get Murphy in like uh not not a squash match but a match that shows enough of Dominic to build to a Murphy pay-per-view match. We could have so three you, come back so the... Yeah. I, if somehow they're able to have what's his name back? Austin Theory. somehow bring him in and have him face him first. Yeah. And then that that would lead to facing Murphy. Seth and Murphy. Obviously Murphy first. Uh yeah, I think that's a good two month build for a match against Seth. So yeah. I think that would be the perfect way of doing it. So we'll see. We'll see. This COVID is definitely affecting what they're doing a little bit, but I'm hoping they're able to pull it off. So I think we got them back. <laughs> At least a high five. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting a lot. We're getting a lot of Zoom action there. <laughs> I think he's on his iPad. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he had to switch it up. <laughs> I did. I, I don't know what happened. It just dropped for some reason. Yeah. And I, uh, I was. Yeah, I was telling Andrew that you sounded. It wasn't sounding bad. It would go robot for a little bit, but. Well, you nothing, were doing the same. Nothing that wasn't manageable, but. Yeah, then it just kicked you off. So. Yeah. So. Uh, I chose the uh, Dominic confronting Seth Rollins. Well, that was mine. From, uh, <laughs> That's what I was going to add. <laughs> well, you you can talk about, you can talk about it as well because I have a feeling you might have something a little different to add to it than what I did. So, h- how do you see that going? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't like it at first, you know, 
Yeah, because, you know, they just automatically just went for the beatdown. But after uh, Alistair came out and they they started focusing on him, then, you know, uh, after they, uh, Murphy jammed Alistair's eye into the steps, you know, and they were and then they started focusing again on Dominic. You know, that's when Dominic went for the attack with the Kindle stick. And that that's that's what I liked about it, that he's he's got some he's got some fire in him. Huh. Yeah. And, and I I can't wait to see that the match between Seth and Dominic. Yeah, that's that's where I went with it. Uh I was talking about how Dominic looks so confident in the ring and is not afraid to do stuff. And I think that leads that they're doing it this way because of what we discussed of Dominic being raised in a ring and probably being trained ever since he was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I said it was probably – Probably since the whole storyline with with him being Eddie Guerrero's son, that that's probably when to start. Yeah, and as soon as you cut back in, I, I was also going to touch on the whole Alistair Black segment. Yes, part of yeah. it with his eye being jammed to the ring steps. Yeah, uh, Alistair, the character has been written off TV. Uh, the word is. You know, like we've seen before, Vince, you know, he gets down on wrestlers like Cedric Alexander and Rick Shea and Shayna. Well, this time he's he's down on on Alistair Black, but he's he he likes Tom Budgen, which is the the real name of uh, Alistair Black. So we may will maybe seeing him come out as a different character. Once they repackage him, see how that turns out. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's it'll be good. But uh, I, I, WWE don't don't have a don't have a great record of of coming up with gimmicks that work. Yeah, I mean this one was working. People yeah. were behind him a lot. A lot of us really liked the way Alistair started out. But he just was lacking that push. And I don't know how I'm going to feel about this knowing that it's Alistair. I mean, you're not going to fool us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't change his face. You can't get rid of his tattoos. No. I mean, no matter what you put him in, we're going to know that it's him. So, right. I don't know. I don't know how I, I feel I, about I, it. I, I, Maybe you just change the tone of him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's darker or something. Maybe it's going to be. He's the Lord of Darkness. I can really go darker, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's still going to be Alistair Black, but he'll come out with a new, new attitude and, and different character traits. Okay, so I just thought of something. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, here we go. Bear with me. 
This is the real quick. How many WWE characters have switched gimmicks and been a success? (laughs) Kane. That's the only Kane. Anybody else? Undertaker. (laughs) A little bit. He came out as Undertaker. Yeah, he's always in versions of Undertaker. Yeah, but but Kane came out as Doctor Yankum first, I believe. Mean, mean, Mike Callis. That was a WCW gimmick. Yeah, that's what that's what you're thinking. Yeah, mean, mean, Mark Callis. That's what he really was. Yeah, I mean, he's had different characters. Change characters, bidding success. Yeah, the Godfather. Yes, I I guess that technically could be one. Because he, he went, used to be ABL too. He used to be Papa Shango, and then yeah. Kama Mustafa. <laughs> okay. And I guess okay, you could anyway, say the you're... Good Father. <laughs> well, well, that wasn't good. There was nothing good about no, that. No, even though <laughs> Good was trying to be a preacher. <laughs> oh yeah, Deep Rock tried to be the yeah. preacher. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, hey, what that, you think that, about? Well, Mick okay. Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley as well. Yeah, so it definitely could work. It just has to be done right. But whenever we were trying to say that Alistair needed a great push and when we were talking about who could be the first person that beats The Fiend, I know we said Alistair a lot. <laughs> so what if he's off of TV for, let's say, it has to be at least three months, I would think. And that's when they would have to start teasing the Alistair Black comeback under new character or different attitude or whatever. What if by that time, because, okay, here's here's one of the things I heard, is that they wanted to do a draft at the in August. And then because they're waiting to do the draft in front of an audience. So first they said August, then September, then October. But now they're at the point where they don't know because... <laughs> yeah of people not being able to be in the arenas. Because I hate to disappoint WWE. I don't think we're going to see an audience for the rest of the year. At least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Possibly even most of next year. I would think a good chunk of next year. Yeah. So what I was thinking is at the first moment that they're able to have the draft, you draft Alistair to SmackDown under his new name or whatever you want to do with him. And you kind of leave it a mystery of what you're going to do with him. And as soon as he's able to come back, he just appears in the Firefly Funhouse. But not as a challenger, as an ally. (laughs) And teaming Alistair and The Fiend. That might be a good move. That would be the only way I would accept a character change. 
I don't know. That is the only thing I could think of that I would accept. Anything else probably wouldn't sit right with me. But I don't know how y'all feel about that. Well, if you do that, I don't know, since they're not going anywhere. But when they were on the road, they kept the married couples together. So that means Elena would have to move. But now that they're not on the road, they don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because if, if, you, if you move Zelina, then you got to move Andrade and Angel Garza. And it just becomes a whole thing. <laughs> Unless you go back I to mean, my idea from them when they first came up. <laughs> Put them together. Have him kidnap and brainwash Zelina. <laughs> well, that that could work because, as we saw in the swamp match, um, Alexa Bliss was in the Sister Abigail character. So that made me think that Sister Abigail isn't really a set person. It's just she adapts to whatever storyline they're working on. So if Alistair does join the Fiend and that's Zelina how he comes back. Sister Abigail. <laughs> yeah. She just has Zelina as Sister Abigail. And at that point you've either broken up uh, whoever Zelina's one. Yeah. Angel Garza and Andrade or they just keep on working by themselves without Zelina which could also work. Yeah, they fight too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we have seen Angel kind of hitting on Charlie Caruso. (laughs) So what if she were to take over the Zelina part? Have her as their as their voice instead of Zelina so she can go to SmackDown with Alistair and become <laughs> that would be different. Sister Abigail. I'm saying there's ways around it. So yeah. it all depends on what WWE thinks, what Vince thinks, and what he decides to do. So yeah. That that would be interesting if they were to go down that way. So now, now that we've talked about that quite a bit, uh, I'm going to move over to SmackDown and see what Johnny's moment of the week is for SmackDown. Hmm, let me see. What did I like about SmackDown? Well, okay, I'll, I'll I'll say that one for you. I know you're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I I like the uh, the whole uh, the Biggie and Miz match. This was the <clears throat> first match for Biggie as a singles wrestler. After uh, after Kofi is going to be out and and Xavier Woods still out and uh, the the match the match was pretty good. Uh, you know John Morrison kept trying to get involved, 
but you know he got involved one too many times, and finally the the referee caught on to him and and sent him sent him to the, to the back, which allowed Biggie to to get uh, to get the Miz into submission and 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 he won the match. So uh, it's, a, it's a good start for good start for him. I have a feeling next week we're going to see Biggie against John Morrison, but there's still maybe a month or so before Kofi can come back. So yeah, we'll we'll see how how it's going for him. I think it's he's looking good so far. When does Woods come yeah. back? Oh, who knows? I think he <laughs> he should have he should have been back already. <clears throat> I think I think he was supposed to come back in June, but you know because yeah. of the pandemic and everything. Or choosing to stay at home, <clears throat> probably. Well, I mean, I would have chosen to stay at home as well if I could. So yeah, yeah, I don't blame him for taking a little bit of extra time because of the situation. So yeah, I I really like the way Biggie looked as well. Um, the stretch muffler, the way he yeah. used it. It, it just that, looked really damn good. That was the finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially coming from someone like Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. He just the way he looks and his build, you know damn well he can hurt people. So yeah, I really yeah. like the way that looked. I so, enjoyed Charles Robinson catching Morrison trying to kick Biggie. The second time, <laughs> yeah. The first yeah. time he did the parkour flip off the steps, yeah. But the second time he caught him and sent him to the back, yeah. If it does lead to uh, Morrison having a match against Biggie next week, I already have a couple of things in mind that I want to see from them, but I'm going to keep that to myself until <laughs> I see what actually happens. So, hell yeah. That was a pretty good moment. And I kind of have an idea of the moment Drew's going to take. So, <laughs> let's, see it. let's see if I'm right. I'm going to steal your moment. The best part of the whole night. Grandma League versus AJ Styles for the <laughs> You asshole. <laughs> you had me going for a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just love the fact that Grand Malik put up a hell of a fight. And he was going good till AJ just started going after that knee. Going after that knee. Yeah. <laughs> and he finally got him to tap with the calf crusher. But that was yeah. one hell of a match. Yeah. Although I didn't like AJ attacking Dorado after the match was over, after he came in and checked on him. But AJ's playing the hill, I guess. Yeah. So it's in character for AJ to do that. So I understand. I understand why he would do that. But here's what I'm going to say about Lucha House Party as a whole, just because no matter who it is, whether it be Lindsay Dorado or Grand Middle League, um, they're always going to be linked together. So, no matter how bad 
a luchador is being booked, just the way their style of wrestling, they they could always from one week to another be put into a better spot and look convincing. So, uh oh, we got double Garcias. I see that. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> Came back online. For a second. I'm seeing double. I'm not even drinking yet. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, wait, do I still feel it from last night? <laughs> Holy shit, man. I, I got confused for a second. I'm like, who else popped up on our podcast? Uh, <laughs> surprise. Uh, that, 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 was, that was trippy a little bit. So, wow. uh, yeah. I, I didn't think I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't think that was possible, but now we know that it is. Now we know. <laughs> yeah, but we, no matter how bad a luchador is being used because of his style, um, yeah, one week to another, it can be a completely different change, and they could look convincingly badass like he did here. So... Hell yeah. I like that. I liked that match with AJ. It was pretty damn good. Um, since, since before I get to my moment, I just want to bring up where I thought Andrew was going to go. <sighs> I'm a little scared about how Mandy Rose is going to look next week. Because Sonia did chop quite a bit of her hair off. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she cut off the split end. She was just helping her. That, it, it, it was more than that, bro. Oh, I know. So, I don't know. I, it, just it glad they just, showed up when she pulled out the clippers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, because if she did do something with the Clippers and go down to the scalp, kind of like some That's, of us here on the show. Make it look, look like uh, <laughs> like Luna Vachon. Yeah. Maybe she'll go with the one half shave, so like Ruby does, where she go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were, I think they would have been able to make it work somehow, but it would scare me because I don't want, I didn't want her to shove next week for Sineo Connor on us. <laughs> just straight buzz cut. No, I don't think that would have worked. So I'm a little scared, but I'm interested to see what she's going to look like next. Week. Something about that moment. You were talking about Biggie fighting Morrison next week. Morrison and Miz might be fighting Tucker and Otis because the way they were talking about Mandy. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. So I I if it does go yeah. that way where it would it would be Miz and Morrison versus heavy machinery, <laughs> what if they make it a three on three and just kinda combine both stories for one week? Make it an intergender six person. I mean a mixed six person. Or I was thinking add Big E into it, and Miz and Morrison would just have to find a third. I like my day better. 
Which, uh, yeah, because I mean, it appears that Lucha House Party is going to go going after the, the tag titles with the uh, Shinsuke and and Cesaro. Yeah, there aren't that so, many. Like we mentioned, there aren't that many tag, tag teams left in SmackDown. Yeah, so obviously Big E would team in with Heavy Machinery. So Miz and Morrison would have to find a third. Who would you all put in there as a third? It's hard to say because Big E hasn't been feeding with anyone. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one person I have in I, mind, I, but I want got, to save mine. Unless you got Jay Yusa. I don't think they would that, do that. I've seen that too many times. Yeah. Seamus. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, Seamus could be a good one to team up with Miz and Morrison because he just finished up his Jeff Hardy storyline. So they need to go their separate ways and do different things. So, hell yeah. AJ. I could see Seamus. AJ, that way you can start Big E going after the title. True. Intercontinental. Yeah, since he just yeah. finished Toronto. That's a good shot. Yeah. You know, been that, that would work, too. Um, but knowing how Vince works, I and I hate myself for saying this yeah. because, once you again... Have Otis going after the title with his little money in the bank case. Oh. <laughs> where, where was it? I don't know. He didn't have it with yeah. him. Well, he's yeah. expecting, expecting to go on a date to a steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to barbecue. He didn't get a steak. Yeah, it's barbecue, wasn't it? Yeah. One <laughs> of steakhouse, barbecue. What they steak? It's a little peach dessert. Yeah. Which was yeah. magic. Yeah. So, she, so is she equating herself with peach cobbler? <laughs> I mean. Anyway. <laughs> I would eat her up like some damn peach conversation. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, that's, shit. That's, that's, yeah. Hey, whoops. we're going there now. Hey, we're going there now. So yeah. I can say that shit. <laughs> she, she had me at whipped cream. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it being WWE and knowing how they do things. I could see them putting a Baron Corbin in there just to piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what they do next week, but I think the three-on-three three is very possible. Um, and obviously, we all know what my moment is. <laughs> yeah. It was Nikki Cross... Versus Bailey for the championship. But the reason this is my moment is for what happened after the match. So Bailey got the Damn win. Bailey. Yeah. Which, <laughs> not, where, not who I wanted to win. No, but, not at all. But okay, it happened. But they and had to? Yeah. What happened later? Yeah. So. What happened is Alexa was trying to console Nikki and kind of put her in a better spot mentally after her loss. 
but Nikki wasn't having it and ended up shoving Alexa down again. And Nikki stormed away from the ring, went straight to the back. And right when that was happening, they showed the logo. So I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to end. But then the lights start dimming. The music, you, you hear the music a little bit. And lights click back on. And there is the fiend. Mm-hmm. And I just, the reason I like this the most is not necessarily because of the fiend. That was definitely a plus. But the reason I like this moment the most is Alexa sold it really well. The acting was there. Just the look on her face and Bray Wyatt or the fiend creepily creeping his fingers. (laughs) That was creepy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was real creepy because it kind of built it to where you know what was going to happen. But I was like, is he really going to go there? And he did. He got the mandible claw on her. And you'd have to think that he took her. So, yeah, it, it was really interesting that they went that way. And... It, it draws you in. It left you at a cliffhanger. So well, maybe it, he didn't. Take, maybe he didn't take her. They just cut cut the black hat from that. Yeah. you'd you'd have to think that he did. If, if well, if they did, they would have. They would have. Yeah, I don't think he out. took her. I think he just attacked her. Yeah. Okay. My, to kind of get yeah. Bronze attention, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was All pure right. genius. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely it, it, genius. And it, it was unexpected. You, you didn't see it coming. Yeah. Everybody loves the fiend. Everybody yeah. loves the fiend. Even though he's yeah. a heel, it's one of those heels everybody loves. I think because of who he attacked, it makes him a true heel where people yeah. might not love him as much anymore because he finally attacked a, wo- a woman. Yeah, that was the first woman he put the mandible on. Yeah. And, but Being it's not Alexa, necessarily. Come the, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely the first woman he attacked, but not necessarily the first woman he puts his fingers in. So, oh fuck, wait, <laughs> crap! <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was It'll just probably amazing. Be Sister Abigail. Oh. Yeah. Oh damn, finger banging Sister Abigail. Oh fuck, shit. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, but no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, oh. oh, fuck. <laughs> that's, an, that's another way to piss off Braun. He finger banged Alexa before he did. <laughs> oh, now he's really going to be mad. Oh, shit. I wonder if this will actually bring them storyline to the storyline with them two together. Braun and Alexa. So. Oh yeah, it would have to. Yeah, because in in the in the swap fight, Alexa, like I said, was a version of Sister Abigail. So you would think that they're going to use that and bring this bring these two stories together. So yeah, I think that's that's where they're headed, 
And I love it. I love that that's what they're doing. And it keeps your attention focused on now what's going to happen next Friday. So, hell yeah. I just enjoyed all, all jokes aside, all naughty jokes aside, <laughs> I liked what they did here. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to next Friday. But for many different reasons. But now that we got Raw and SmackDown out of the way, here's our weekly moment of Drew and seeing what what he's going to give us the rundown of <laughs> NXT. And we'll see what happened there. Um, a couple things to start off with. You had a tag team match to start off. Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae took on EO and Tegan Knox. It's a good match. Back and forth. EO did a moonsault halfway across the ring to almost the center of the ring on Candace on Dakota to pin her. <laughs> or Candace to pin her. It was one hell of a moonsault. She jumped halfway across that ring. Um, you had Gargano and Strong. Gargano made Strong tap. Um, let's see what else happened. Mercedes Martinez had beat Shotzi Blackheart, but Shotzi Blackheart put up a fight and had Martinez on the run for a little while. But Martinez is just too big and strong to fight her. Um, evidently, Kyle O'Reilly's back with Undisputed Air because they attack Imperium after Imperium has a match, and now they have a tag team match next week for the titles. So... They want their titles back. But the uh, main event was a triple threat match with Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, and Ben Balor for the qualification for the ladder match for the North American Championship. That was a really good match. And the way it ended was they kept knock knocking Dexter Loomis out of the ring. I guess they didn't want to deal with him because he was putting up one hell of a fight. But as they were at the end of the match, Thatcher had Finn Balor in a leg submission hold. And he ended up, and as he had him in the, that submission hold on his leg, Loomis came in with his submission home and made Thatcher tap out while he was holding, made Thatcher pass out while he had Finn Balor in a leg submission hold. So Loomis won the match, and he's qualified for the ladder match. So now we got Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed so far. And that's pretty much what happened on NXT this week. Yeah, I was looking into it right before coming on here, and I looked at some of the results of what, it had, what had happened, and... I'm not going to say it was a mistake, but Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong, maybe you say you 
I would have saved that for a takeover <laughs> because I, I think that would be a really good pay-per-view match. So I'm, I'm kind of lost on that one because I wouldn't want Johnny to lose, but I also wouldn't want Roderick to lose. Well, but, but then they they got to keep making these marquee matchups to compete with AEW. Yeah. Yeah. And they went at it because last week they <clears throat> Johnny or Roderick took out Johnny and made Bronson Reed win the triple threat so they were mad at each other because they Okay. That's what that was stimulating them from and they were going back and forth on Okay. Alright. I, ju- I just hope that one day this could be a better takeover match. So, and yeah, if it leads to that, I don't mind this loss for Roderick. But and even though I don't watch much NXT, I still seen enough to like some of the people on there. So the fact that Shotzi Blackheart lost kind of hurts me as well. I don't ever want her to lose because, come on, how can someone with such an awesome tank <laughs> lose? <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, was a bit yeah. down The reason on she that lost because Aaliyah and Robert Stone were at ringside and distracted her while Mercedes yeah. took advantage. Okay. Well, and they at brought least up something. A... They brought up something that we talked talked about. Do you remember the Pat McAfee podcast with Adam Cole? Yeah, <laughs> they brought that up on air. Okay. Uh, Adam basically apologized, and Triple H apologized or something to Pat McAfee. But I see them because remember Pat said he was training to become a wrestler. Could this be his yeah. way into being a wrestler? A match against Adam Cole? I, it could be because a lot of people are saying that 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 whole the whole interview was it was a work that that it was yeah know, it was between uh, between uh, Adam and and Pat yeah because Pat was being an ass yeah. in that interview yeah <laughs> yeah I'm siding with Adam Cole on that <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they um, did bring that up this week and talk about it. Well, for a minute, they showed the tweet, that, the apology tweet that Adam put out. Well, he, here's the two things I'm going to say about that. Um, yes, Pat McAfee was being a dick, okay? Mm-hmm. So Adam Cole was not in the wrong here. What he did is justifiable, and I love him for what he did. And two, if it is true that Pat McAfee is training and wants to make his way in as a wrestler, and if his first match is Adam Cole, you're going to get fucking killed. (laughs) And I will love every second of it. And that's it. I'm going to love every second of it. So... Do I think we need someone else like Pat McAfee in there? No. 
But if it means him getting his ass kicked by Adam Cole, fuck yes, bring it on. <laughs> Let that be his only match. He's going to learn his lesson. He's going to learn that he can't compete, that he should just go back to his backyard and just go back to kicking the ball back and forth. <laughs> so fuck that dude. I hope he loses. <laughs> he is going to lose. So fuck it. There, uh, there was a story that came out this week that said that back when they released the wrestlers on Black Wednesday that uh, – Triple H didn't know about it until he saw the the announcement online, which it's hard to believe that 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 no one told him about it, considering that he was he's a high high level executive in, in the company. But um, Eric Young has said on a, on a podcast that Triple H was the first one that called him when he was released, and that he. You know, he he was uh, sorry that he got released. That he he had no idea. Evidently, the plans for Eric Young were, were to send him back to NXT and have a sanity reu- reunion with uh, with uh, Killing Dane and Alexander Wolf. Yeah, so we could have gotten that. So and I would have to leave Imperium. Yeah, and, and <laughs> somehow, yeah. <sighs> I would have liked it if that were to have happened, obviously, because Sanity was badass in NXT. But, you know, who knows what really is the truth? I want to take Triple H's word for it just because I know how stupid Vince is (laughs) in his old age. So, yeah, I think I would take Triple H's word for it and... I believe what he said, that he truly did not know. Um, I could see it that way because even though he is a higher up, Vince is all about himself. So in his eyes, this company is all him. And and if so, you look at that look at that list of wrestlers that were released, with the exception of, of a few, you know, Kurt Angle and Gallus and Anderson uh, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, all the other wrestlers that were released started in NXT. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's just Vince being all about himself, which shouldn't be surprising, but it is what it is. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about it. We can just say what we think about it. So. <laughs> And, and now, thankfully, most of those wrestlers now have new new homes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I am happy for that. And to kind of end up on end up on a more positive note about NXT, even though I wasn't able to watch it, not shocking, I know, Drew's pissed off, here we go, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm used I, to it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if... If I had a chance to choose a moment from what I'm seeing, I would have to go with just Scarlet showing up on screen (laughs) because I'm a guy and Scarlet is hot and Karrion Cross is a badass. So, you know, 
even though I didn't watch it, I had to throw what I think my moment would be out there. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was pretty just, funny. <laughs> Lee call, uh, Keith Lee calls out Cross, then Cameron Grimes comes out there and tries to <laughs> call out. Tries. tries to insert himself into the title picture. Yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. He, Keith Lee beats up Grimes, leaves him laying in the corner. That's when Scarlett comes out. You see Keith Lee on the stay on the screen, and while he's just while Keith Lee's distracted, Cameron Grimes tries to attack Keith Lee again. Just power yeah. bombs him and turns around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then Cross Which... actually challenged Keith Lee for a title match, and Keith Lee accepted. But later in the show, William Regal comes out and says. Y'all don't make title matches. I make title matches. You have to earn them. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> so he's going to make Carrion earn his title shot. That's what he said. A whole lot of people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> people are just going to be fed to Carrion, and he's not going to give a fuck. So, hell yeah. I could see that going well. And um, I kind of feel bad for Cameron Grimes, but I know he'll eventually get there because it's a hell of a name. He's He's got a hell of a look to him. Definitely star potential there. So, yeah. Unfortunately, he had to take a backseat on this one. But he'll get there. He'll get there. NXT is the, land, is the true land of opportunity. So... It'll happen for him. So now that we got all of our WWE moments out of the way, I'm going to go with AEW Dynamite. And out of the many amazing things that happened, I want to see what Johnny liked the most. Uh, well, probably would have to be... Uh... Not not the match itself, really, but just like um, smacked up what happened after the match. It was a match between uh, Cody Rose and, and Warhorse uh, for the TNT title, which Warhorse is another one of those, those indie wrestlers that came in to, to challenge. Uh, he, <clears throat> he he looks like a looks like a, a fake Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Look at him, uh, Young Sting. Yeah, 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 Young Sting. Uh, it, it it was a pretty good match, but but Cody dominated most of it, <clears throat> and he he beat him with a figure four. Uh, but at right at, after the match, as soon as the bell rang, rang, he started getting attacked by the Dark Order. I, I think it was Stu Grayson, Iwuno. No, it was uh, Alex Silver. Oh, and... it was five and six. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, no, no. It was Silver, Silver, and John uh, Reynolds. And Reynolds. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, so they start beating him down, and and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Matt Cardona, <laughs> former Zack Ryder in WWE. I'm, I'm like that. That was another unexpected moment because we 
we speculated, well, maybe maybe he's going to be the one to challenge Cody for the TNT title that week. I think they used Warhorse as a way to distract everyone. Mm-hmm. We, you know, because so they could have this this moment where uh, Cardona comes in and he chases off Dark Order, and then him and Cody stand tall in the ring. And like like most of the wrestlers that were released back in April, you could tell he's spent some time in the gym since then. Because he, yeah. he got a little more buff. Got a little more tan. So <laughs> um, uh, next week we get we get to see, see him in the ring. And it's Cody and and uh, Matt Cardona against against Uno and Sue Grayson. Mm. My favorite part of that was when Orange jumps into the ring, takes his stuff off like he's fixing to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you weren't fooling anyone. Uh, we know you can't go anymore. So. Yeah. You're only yeah. 75, yeah. 80 years ago? Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's only One. 61. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have, I would have uh, thought he was a little bit older than yeah, that. Yeah, he does look older. Yeah, yeah. But still, one, you're older, so heart attack. Be careful. <laughs> We've seen it happen before. So two, yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> and, and yeah, that that's what I was about <laughs> to say too. Is coronavirus? You know, that's a double double thing there that you need to worry about. So, yeah. Just don't come back into the ring again. Just stay out there. Cover yourself with the pad and act like you're talking to Cody and telling them what you do. So, yeah. yeah. Know your role. <laughs> with with all respect, know your role. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Oh, <laughs> See? I was going to say it, but that's when I said, with all due respect, just know your role. And yes, <laughs> I guess, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but that that was pretty damn good. I'm happy for I'm happy for Zack Ryder now that he's somewhere where he'll be a little bit more respected <clears throat> for sure. And yeah, who knows? Who knew that he could work on his tan a lot more <laughs> than he already did and well he yeah, had a lot just, of time to, to lay by the pool yeah and just a little bit of free time and a little bit of hitting the gym <clears throat> made all the difference here as far as his look so mm-hmm. yeah and according if he's taking pictures for his girlfriend's instagram they're at the beach a lot <laughs> yeah which not mad I I would I would be doing the exact same shit too if I could. Being out on the beach taking pictures of Matt Cardona's girlfriend. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was a pretty good moment. I'm happy that he's there now. So I'm gonna go with Drew and see what he liked this week. I'm gonna let you go first. You're gonna let me go first. Yeah. Hmm. Let me let me make a decision here because there was a lot. 
I don't know exactly what to go with here, but I think I'm going to have to go with MJF challenging John Moxley in the State of the Industry Address because <laughs> we've said it before, MJF is a great talker. He's amazing on the mic. So, love that to begin with. But just the intensity he had here. And a, a lot of people don't see it this way because I talked to a couple of friends of mine this week after it happened. And they don't seem to see it the way that I did. But it was shots fired against WWE by MJF. Which, uh, I'm, you know, not to burst your bubble, but it's not really a big deal because they they take shots every week. You know, they're yeah. just, some are more noticeable than others. Yeah, but ju- just the way he worded it is what worked for me. It's what got me in the moment, you know? After a couple of days and after I thought about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, in the moment it made me say holy shit, but it was just kind of pretty much in line with every other way they've taken shots at WWE, so now we're kind of just used to it. But in the moment, it got me. Mm. (laughs) Like whenever he said those are stone cold facts, I'm like, he just said Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I, th- I thought it was pretty damn good of MJF. And how John Moxley said that, or he said that John Moxley came from the land of Titans. <laughs> yes. See, shit like that, shit like that, it gets me. I, I, it, it gets me in that Monday Night War mentality. And exactly. <laughs> It just brings me back to my younger self. Yeah, because I, I'll be honest, I don't get really excited that much about things that happen in wrestling anymore. Not like I did during the Attitude Era, back in my, yeah. my, my late teens and early 20s. Yeah. Nothing really surprises me anymore. And it could be just, I don't know, my age, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we still love watching it. But, yeah, not, nothing much catches us off guard. But this kind of did a little bit, like whenever he said that land of the Titans line. Amazing line. And it just brings me back to little 11, 12-year-old Freddie watching it at his uncle's house because – they wouldn't let him watch it at his house. <laughs> yeah, it just brings me back to those times where I had nothing on the mind but wrestling. So, yeah, that that's what made me enjoy it the most and just MJF being a great talker. I think that's what stole the night for me. So, hell yeah, I definitely had to go with that moment. Probably not what Drew was thinking I would go with. So it's it's a little different for me. 
So <laughs> now I'm going to go with Drew and see what he liked this week. My actual favorite match was the tag team championship match. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and Omega and Page. And I like the fact that uh, Brody Lee, Coke Cabana, and Anna Jay came out and stood up by the uh, announcer's desk. Coke Cabana actually got on the mic and was talking talking up the Dark Order. Anna Jay sitting there in her little mask. <laughs> yeah. she's an, Looks like she's an official member now, the first female member. And there was some really good uh, moves pulled out by Evil Uno and uh, Stu Grayson. I called it the over and under. <laughs> one of them was laying on the uh, match. One of them was in the corner. And one yeah. of them came off the top rope. And one of them went over them in Cannonball into the top rope. And one of them jumped off the top rope. It was funny. It was a pretty good move. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good moves put out by Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. You know, they're, they're, they're ones that definitely uh, stand off to the side as much as possible. I kind of took a backseat to Brody Lee and Five and Six and everybody else who they've been using from the Dark Order, but it's good to see them in there. And I, I think it works to kind of have them on screen but not wrestling for a while. That way, whenever they do wrestle, it's it's pretty awesome. And yeah. you enjoy it more than seeing them on screen just wrestling every week. Because with the roster that AEW has and them only focusing on one night of the week of content they're able to do that they don't have to use everybody every week that way it stays the product stays fresh and, and just i think like, that's what i like about it the most just like wwe they're they're taping only once every two weeks they tape wednesdays and thursdays every other other week so you know that limits travel and you know, pe people having to worry about contracting the virus. Yeah. Yeah. So not only does it make for a better product, like I said, but even with still having to go out and travel a little bit, um, it keeps them as safe as possible. So that's definitely a plus. So before yeah, we... And Omega and Page retain. And I love the fact that FTR smashed the cooler over Brody Lee after the match was over. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was beer and ice everywhere because it was <laughs> one of those styrofoam coolers. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to nitpick much because I really do freaking love AEW. Like, I've, I've said it before that they can do no wrong which they really haven't. So, but my only thing that I'm going to nitpick about it here is maybe not use a styrofoam cooler. 
maybe use a cooler that looks a bit more cool when you hit someone with it. Because hitting them with a styrofoam cooler and them selling like they were hit with something actually stronger. It had beer cans nice in it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> what do you, you want an iron iron uh, cooler? One of those metal coolers we sell at the store. <laughs> yes, I do. With a locking lid on it, so it can't open. And <laughs> yes, when you're drunk, I you do. can't get your beer out. <laughs> hey, we all get that. Look, if they're true professional drinkers, like they put out there. They figured out how to open it by now when you're drunk. We all have. So, yeah, that, that's the – I know it's a little detail, but that's the only thing I would really change is maybe use a better cooler. <laughs> but I still enjoy it. It's just a little thing that I would change. But one of the things I want to talk about because – it was it was a nice a nice way in a way to end the show. It was definitely a good visual. Mm-hmm. Uh Darby Allen and his skateboard <laughs> <laughs> uh with tacks on the bottom and taking a dive from the top rope onto Ricky Stark's back. Come on. Come, yes, ouch. Have you all seen the picture of the way his back looks? I'm going to have to send it to y'all because you thought Cody's back looked bad after he took those lashes from NJF. Yeah, this looks worse (laughs) just, just because it looks like the tax penetrated and then dragged about this much, kind of like about 10 inches down his back. And it's just scrapes. And you know that was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I know it's part of the job, but I feel bad for Ricky Starks that his back got so fucked up, especially from tax. But like I said, it was a good visual, a good way to end the show. So... Yeah, I fucking loved it, but I feel bad for him. Because <laughs> it legit looks very painful. But, hell yeah. A, a pretty good week of wrestling. I really enjoyed it all. And that was capped off by one of the most ridiculously funny hour and a half of the best bullshit wrestling yeah, I, was I have say, ever seen. I was going to say, do you want to call it wrestling? <laughs> I would call it wrestling, but definitely was bullshit wrestling. Yeah. This was this was not to be taken seriously. This was just for fun. Yeah. There, there was a lot of parody in this. So this yes. was this was a uh, uh, Gallus and Andersons uh, they have a, a podcast called Talk, Talk and Shop Mania 
they decided after they were released, they just they said they're gonna put on a wrestling show. So this this was it. They called it Talking Shop Mania, just like the just like the podcast. It was uh, Gals and Anderson who go by you know Machine Gun Carl Anderson and the, the big LG Tom, Tom Gallows. Uh, it was set in was it Anderson's backyard? I think it was Anderson's backyard. Yeah, yeah it was in <laughs> somewhere somewhere in Georgia and he's got this big big ass estate with with a a backyard that just goes out into like this open field. So plenty of room for to have a ring, plenty of room for social distancing. Um but yeah, they had a ring set up in the back in the back and it was uh at first, on commentary at the beginning was Al Gallows, Anderson, and Rocky Romero, but Rocky Romero was soon replaced by Chavo Guerrero. Yes, and you had a lot of <laughs> a lot of cameos in this. Yes, from from past wrestlers to some of the the biggest indie wrestlers, and even even a fake ass Ric Flair. <laughs> yes, uh, which I know. As we were watching it, I they were referring him as to the Nature Boy. The nature Boy, yeah, yeah. But on his robe in the back, it actually said the Native Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to get those things in there so you don't infringe on copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just fucking amazing. Um. I've never laughed so hard. Um, we we were watching it because we we hopped on Zoom. Uh, Johnny did as well, and we shut off our screens, so we were just listening and talking as we were watching it. My my shirt was soaked because I was laugh crying the whole time <laughs> and I had to keep on wiping the freaking yeah. tears from my face because so I, the, I just couldn't stop the first match was a, a what they called a socially socially distant battle royal which there was nothing socially distant about it it's just in no. the name and you had yeah. like freight train Jones was in there and and uh, as a lot of I couldn't even tell you who, who the others were but uh, one this one mask wrestler named Chico, he he won yeah. the, he won the battle royale and he won the <laughs> the talking shop mania twenty four seven title. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I I actually have a list of some of the names here. Okay, because they they didn't list all of them, but here's some of them. So it was freight train, it was uh, Roman Roselli, Chavo Guerrero. Uh, Mike Bennett showed up for a second. Oh, right. Yeah. And then he jumped out of the ring because he didn't want to get. He eliminated himself. Yeah, he eliminated himself. Imposter Sting, which was actually Heath Slater. <laughs> uh, Freight Sting Train, like I already said. It was, I, I want to say was it was. It old like, school Sting or New School Sting? Old School. Old School Sting. Okay. <laughs> old School Sting for sure. Uh, Alex Pillman Jr., uh, Alex Koz, Alex Kozlov, 
Uh, his bearded mother showed up. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous, man. Which I, I believe Alex Koslav was in, was once in WWE. Yeah. 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 It, it, and like like Johnny said, Chico at Luchador won, and then when he won the Battle Royal, it was actually for their inaugural twenty four seven championship. <laughs> so. You can just figure where that went throughout the night. You know? Yeah, yeah. At one point, Chavo beat him for it, and then Chavo was beaten by Chad Tubad, who was actually in the main event. Uh, yeah, in a boner yard match against against Sex Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, which, uh man, it, it was it was just hilarious. And then uh, the yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go no, ahead. Oh no, I was uh, gonna the... say, I, I was gonna say something towards the end, but you bring, I'll bring it up when you get to the end. All right. Yeah, the second match of the night was Nature Boy Paul Lee versus Frankie Coverdale, which quickly moved away from the <laughs> yeah. ring. Yeah, because they called it a contract on a tree match. <laughs> yeah. It was a contract on a tree match. Which, which they never even said what the contract was for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was during this match whenever uh, they had Maria Canellas out there dancing in a bikini. Yeah. Um, lovely to see Maria Canellas. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious that she uh, already had the baby and lost the weight. Yes. Yeah, very obvious. She was looking amazing. Um I don't know who that guy was. It was just some random dude. Yeah. That was also in a bikini, all <laughs> three hundred and fifty pounds of them. <laughs> uh which I don't know why they would pan from Maria Canellas. To that guy, to throw you off. <laughs> just, just keep the camera on Maria for a little bit longer. I mean, all I needed was 15 seconds. Jeez. <laughs> but it yeah, it was. It was yeah. <laughs> I didn't want you to blow too early, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say, take you that long to to climax, though. Well, I mean, when I when I truly focus, yes. <laughs> when it's called a quickie, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not not, not, but, not even one minute, man. <laughs> no. Come on, man. It's just me and my lonesome. I need to get it over quickly so I can keep on watching the pay per view. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the matches that kind of ran a little long even though we didn't see the majority yeah. of the match. And it ran long because they actually started started another match while it was still going on. Yeah. Uh, the following match was George North versus Stump Kowalski, <laughs> which I think it was Stump Kowalski. This match quickly went to the outside as well. And <laughs> I think it was... Stump Kowalski, who just took off running because yeah. he didn't want to get beat. Yes. And 
it was uh, Gallows who said, oh, no, he's headed for the pond. He said, that's not on my property. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's not even my property anymore. So fuck it. It, it was just funny shit like that. And that was one of the those two matches started around the same time, one after another. And they both ended up finishing in uh, Gallo's pool. <laughs> so I think yeah. it was uh, disqualifications <laughs> because they took too long and were were on on his property still, but they took too long, so they both got disqualified. Um, <laughs> fucking hilarious shit in the pool. Uh, <laughs> after that is where we got Rory Fox versus Swoggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he he was joined in the ring. That's when he was joined in the ring by uh, Myers because <laughs> Mac Hardona couldn't come in because of contractual obligations yeah so brian myers showed up and he was there and that's when he said to fox uh i'm gonna give you an opportunity kid and he's like opportunity i'm 44 (laughs) what the hell a kind of an opportunity are you giving me if it's against hornswoggle which just funny as shit real quick match uh, Brian Myers ended up interfering and uh, tossing uh, Hornswoggle from the top rope, which, again, Hornswoggle has seen better days. So <laughs> it took him forever to get to the top rope. Yeah. And just for a splash, and that's where he got the one, two, three. So Hornswoggle won. <laughs> and then after that, uh, they showed Chico a luchador inside the house in the weight room lifting weights, which there wasn't even weights on the bar. It was just the bar yeah. by itself. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and he was struggling to lift it. Yeah, he was struggling to lift it, and he needed a spotter. So some random guy showed up to spot him. But then that's when... Chavo showed up, waved the other guy off, and that's when the match started for the 24-7 championship. Which Chavo won after a funny brawl, but then that's when a Chad Too Bad showed up and said, oh man, that's a pretty nice belt. Let me see that belt. And clocked him in the head with it and <laughs> got the one, two, three. And that's when Chad Too Bad went into the Boner Yard match as champion. <laughs> but before that, we had Teddy Long came out. Oh yeah, to to be a guest ring announcer, <laughs> and uh, so at, at first they had some wrestlers coming out that were like '80s style wrestlers. He had like a. a knockoffs so of like Nikita Koloff and I, I, I don't even know who, who else came out before uh, before um, Raven's Flock oh right right Logie I mean yeah Lodi Lodi yeah 
Yeah, Raven's yeah. flock was there. Yeah. And then yeah. one of them got confused as to what character he was going to come out hmm. as. And yeah. he came out as the Yeti. Uh, all it yeah. was was toilet... All it was was toilet paper around his face. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Ted was the Yeti. Ted alone was like, hey, wait a minute, guys. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't the 80s. It's the 90s. Yeah. So, so then you had a bunch of, uh, well, you had Rhino came out. Yeah, Rhino came out. Um, yeah. it, it was a lot. It was a long yeah. night. But plenty of cameos. I think Brian Knobs from Nasty Boys was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> and he had then, Willie Mack. Yeah, Willie Mack, which he ended up standing tall at the end of the match. Yeah, because you also had D'Lo in that match, didn't you? Yeah. So, pretty funny shit, which was then topped off by, like I said, the Talking Shopamania, Chad Too Bad, and Sex Ferguson in the Boner Yard match, (laughs) which, you know, parody of the Boneyard match. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was uh, Heath Slater and uh, Brian Myers in lawn chairs in the middle of the boner yard, <laughs> drinking beers and just doing their own commentary to the whole match. So fucking loved it. Uh, Gallows and Anderson obviously going back and forth yeah, and telling each other they still work stiff. And in, in this in this match, I think pretty, most of the the wrestlers that were on, were were on the show came out during this last match. Now you, you yeah. did have a spot with with Chavo and Chico Luchadors. <clears throat> yeah, and then he there was the even, rock. there was even a point where where they were having a flashback to September of 2019, and you had uh, was was that the Young Bucks? Yeah, it was the Young Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> from an episode of Being the Elite, back when back when Gallus and Anderson were supposed to go to AEW. <laughs> yeah, and the Young Bucks were hilarious, talking about how this is what we can offer you, and they did the too sweet. Yeah. They took that as uh, as the signing of the contract. And that's when Gallo's got a text from Triple H saying, hey, we're going to offer you this large amount of money to stay with us. And that's when they told the Young Bucks, like, oh, sorry, we just got this text from Triple H. So we're not going with AEW. We're staying with WWE. And that's when the Bucks were like, nobody turns their back on us. They had already signed with the two suite, and so it became super kick party, and it, it was funny as hell <laughs> just to have the Bucks there. I, I was surprised, yeah, that they actually did that, and that's when the Bucks were like, "Oh, they'll probably just go to Impact," <laughs> <laughs> which they did, <laughs> which they did. So it, it was all in good fun, uh, yeah. A lot of laughs. Uh, and, we and even to- had... Yeah, go ahead. 
as I was about to say, we even had a cameo of uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Which they were, they set up their own signing tables. Yeah. They got <laughs> their merch table. <laughs> yeah, they had headshots, and they were they were selling them. And then I, I was it. Who who went through their uh, table? Who went to, uh, I I think it might have been I think it might have been Chad. Yeah, I think so. But their their little merch signing table got destroyed. So <laughs> they were like, "Well, this isn't this isn't this isn't the first time this has happened." <laughs> so then they just walked off screen, and that was their bit. It was fucking hilarious, and. Uh, yeah, pretty funny shit. Uh, and and towards the end, we got a, a, a to be continued, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a to be continued, maybe. So they're definitely going to do it again. I would say probably a year from now, they're going to do make it a yearly thing. Um, Chat too bad getting the win over Sex Ferguson. And right where he buried him, there was like a eight inch dildo sticking off of the off of the dirt that he buried him in. Oh fuck. This reminded me of one spot, the one with the hand. Yeah. With the AJ Styles glove. Oh so, right, right. So they had weapons they could use. And one of them was just a prosthetic arm with the AJ Styles glove on. And <laughs> Whenever uh, uh, Anderson hit Gallows with it, Gallows kind of grabbed the arm and fell to the ground. And he strategically placed it and started doing the masturbating motion with AJ's glove. So (laughs) just funny shit like that all throughout the night. It It was all about distraction and fun. And that's exactly what it looked like. So, yeah. Props to everyone involved. I enjoyed it. Rewatched it right afterward. It was the best, silliest wrestling I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's using the word wrestling loosely. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was an amazing way to end the night and the week of wrestling. So, um, yeah. Enjoyed it all. A lot of good shit. Perfect way to end it. So, and and, and oh, and I saw on uh, Twitter last night, uh, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer said that in ninety minutes, Gallus and Anderson got more over than they ever did in WWE. Yeah, yeah, they really did, and <clears throat> I, I'm just looking forward to a year from now to see how different. The situation is, which I hope it'll be somewhat different, and just what they're able to do with it, because they definitely set the bar high as far as comedic wrestling goes. So I'm I'm already ready for next year, and it's only been one night from watching it. So next year, if this is all better, we all need to get together. And watch it. Yeah. You can bring the intern along. You know, 
it, it'll be hilarious to be <laughs> able to watch it together. So, yeah, a lot of good shit, a lot of good, some good builds to next week to see and definitely keep our interests. So a lot to look forward to, but to end it as we always do, it's time to stump the brain. Okay, a little rumble trivia. Which superstars have competed in both the men and women's Royal Rumble match? Is there only one? No, I've got three. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Santino? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, gonna say our truth. Who's the third one? I'm just, I'm gonna go out on the limb. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Wait, hold on. We never mind. We've only had three years of. Women's rumbles. So, no, it couldn't be. He couldn't be him. You want a hint? Sure. Think of the women who've competed in the men's. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, um, Beth Phoenix. Wait, you said man, didn't you? I said superstars. Okay. Yeah. Beth Phoenix. That's one. And you got Santino. Okay. One more. All right. Think about it just happened recently and it was talked about a lot you know our truth has something to do with it oh yeah <laughs> not <laughs> Nia Jax yes there she you took go. out our truth and took his spot <laughs> yeah. yeah and what, oh, yeah, what it's I those thought, three and what Best I thought Phoenix, Nia Jax and Santina Santino Santina Morello. Morello. <laughs> yeah. And they just did reference uh, Randy Orton yeah. as Nia Jax was coming into the ring. Yeah, because they did. They had a cross pad. Yeah. Right. So I kind of thought that would that would give it away. So he got it. He yeah. Got it. I, 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 almost, <laughs> I almost said I almost said Goldust, but <laughs> no. I mean, that would have been something I think they would have done 
Uh, well, yeah, it, if they had a women's rumble back in the nineties, because yeah, you know, I know Goldust had you know used to dress in drag drag when he first came out. He was uh, yeah. I can't remember the word now. Androdimus. Yes. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, androgynous. Yeah, that's the character. That's what Vince told him. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to play this this way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which if he was if he was still around with the company now, I I think that's something they would have done. But yeah. who knows? Now we'll never know because he moved on to bigger and better things. So yeah. hell yeah. He got he got it this time. Uh, we'll have to think of a couple more difficult questions for the upcoming weeks. But I hope everyone's doing Help. well. Help. I'm running out of questions. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll get you a little bit of help. We'll get you some help. <laughs> but, yeah, lots to look forward to this coming week. So I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. And – We'll, we'll see what happens and we'll talk to y'all next week about it. So talk to y'all then. All right. See you next week. Wear you your masks. Wear your masks. Support wrestling. Screw <laughs> the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> All right. See everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs>